0: Praise the Lord. Uh, Brother Matthew, good morning. <laughs> uh, I want Brother Matthew to lead us in uh, this song which says, In His Time. I'll not put on my mic because my tone might confuse
1: Lord, you show me every day as you're teaching me your ways that I do just what you say in your time.
0: Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus, We thank you this afternoon, dear Father, Jehovah God, because times are in your hands, O Lord. And my Father, as you have purposed upon the lives of each soul in this room, Lord, thou art watching over their lives to perform that which you purposed in your own time. Thank you, King of Glory, for the patience that you continue to work in our lives, Lord, as we wait upon thee. Thank you because you are our King and our Lord. Father, we thank you for what you are doing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We may sit. Just to be clear on something that Brother, uh, Brother Georgie was announcing, because I think the last bit of it, could make some people land in the wrong meeting. The men's meeting does not have curry. (laughs) (laughs) The ladies' meeting has curry. Praise the Lord. Men, our meeting is very early in the morning, so don't go in the evening and say I'm confused. (laughs) Praise the Lord. God bless our sisters so much. We love you, and you have been a blessing to all of us. This morning, I want us to briefly, briefly share on the subject of in his time. In his time. That God makes all things beautiful in his appointed time. There's no doubt about it. And I just want to say that as we sit in this place, I don't know what some of you are going through. I don't know what you're experiencing in your life. But I can guarantee you one thing. It doesn't matter the experiences you are having now. They may be positive, they may be negative. But God has purposed and has swore on his own name that that which he has purposed in your life shall come to pass at the appointed time. He requires you just to be patient and wait upon him. I want us to use as a basis of our subject this morning a few examples from the Scripture. The first one is a very well-known uh, account of the gentleman known as Joseph. Thus Genesis thirty seven onwards. There are quite a number of chapters that have been dedicated to this gentleman. Let's start from verse 2. This is the account of Jacob's family line. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flock, flocks with his brothers and the sons of Bilha and the sons of Silpa, his father, father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. What surprises me is the way the Bible begins, says the account of Jacob's family, but then it zeros to Joseph immediately. Traditionally, I think the Jewish uh, tradition, it, it would be appropriate to start with the eldest, and then progressively come to the younger one. But the Bible immediately it says, "This is the account of Jacob," and then moves straight to Joseph. It says, "Now Israel loved Joseph more than." any of his other sons because he had been born to him in his old age and he made an ornate robe for him when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him verse 5 Joseph had a dream can we say that? Joseph had a dream Joseph had a dream. dream. And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. He said to them, listen to this dream. I heard, We, we were binding sheaves of grain out in the field, when suddenly my sheave rose and stood upright, while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down Eight, his brother said to him, do you intend to reign over us? Now he did not say anything more than the dream. But as brother Ime said, sometimes some statements are uttered in a prophetic manner and they come to pass. Joseph did not talk about leadership. He just said the sheave rose up and the other sheaves came and bowed. But these brothers are the ones who started interpreting that dream. Began to tell him, You mean we are going to, to bow before you? He didn't say anything. His brother said, to, Okay, verse 9. And then he had another dream. And he told it to his brothers Listen, he said. I had another dream again, and this time, the sun and the moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. I think that was a a very hard one for the brothers to swallow. Probably they were praying in their heart, we wish we just kept quiet with the first one, but now this one is beginning to affirm their own utterances. Each one of us, God has given us A dream in life, and this dream is not just going to drop in your life instantly. There will be a journey that you'll walk for this dream to come to be realized in your life. God speaks concerning your life, but you must walk that dream that word, until it comes to fulfillment. If you leave it, or neglect it, it will remain hanging. God has no store for the blessings he has already released. There are some envelopes, some parcels you receive. They say, if undelivered, return. There's no such stamp in heaven. Praise the Lord. When God releases it, He has no business taking it back from you again. For God's blessings are without regret. If you mess up with that, it's your own business. God determined in His heart, I want to bless Kenneth in this manner it is the duty of Kenneth to see how well he will preserve that dream and work with it in his life. And I can assure you this morning, not a single one of us in this hall seated, not any one of us is not designed, designated for something great in their life. Your destiny, you only can unlock it It doesn't matter how much I speak to you. Unless you speak to your spirit and say, I want to possess this dream, it will never come to pass. Now, this is a young man who God gave a vision of what he was going to be. And as he shared, I don't know whether it was a mistake, as he shared his dream. It brought about more enemies. It invited enemies and people to fight against that dream. And probably it is happening in your life this morning. You know where God wants you to be. You know you are working towards something that God has impressed so strongly in your heart that this is where you ought to be. This is where you ought to be headed. But every time you see a lot of opposition coming your way, Many times we come and say, maybe it is not God's will. So we give up so easily. How long have you prayed over it? I can guarantee you, when God has purpose to do something in your heart, there will never be peace. It is so powerfully imprinted in your spirit. No matter how much you want to forget, your spirit will always be shaking because of that dream. And that... That's one way you can easily know there is a reason why God wants me to do something here. That's enough reason to give you, to encourage you, to pray the more concerning that. Of course, it has to be in line with the word of God. Praise the Lord. So this young man, Joseph, is so excited and talks about these dreams The mother and the father have heard it. And as all parents are, we are usually proud of something positive in the life of our children. As I'll share later, you realize that the father was kind of committed to see that the son realizes this dream. Now, as we continue to see, to read this story, the account of Joseph, we realize that his dream did not just drop up on the table. God showed him what he ought to be, and he affirmed it through a second dream. But then from that time on, things started taking the southern route. Praise the Lord. If I were Joseph, I would imagine my life will now become very easy because God has spoken to me. So I'll just be walking around, and things will be falling in place as I progress towards my leadership position. But we realize that things were not that way. In verse 28, the brothers have already colluded to see that they destroy the dream in Joseph's life. How much does the devil work out every night and day to see that you don't realize what God has purposed for you? Every night, the enemy is working to discourage you. He's working against God's purpose for your life. Praise the Lord. Amen. I like when the image says, he tried to hide he, he knows the Bible. He reads. He knows. He knows that even in hell, God's presence is there. In heaven, his food. So where was he going to hide? In bread of life? <laughs> Praise the Lord. So God is so loving. Now, in verse 28. We see, so when the Midianite merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. In their thinking, this man can only be a king here in this land. So if we take him somewhere far, We have destroyed. He cannot be a king. We cannot come to bow before him. So they sold him to the the Egyptians. And there we see, they continue even to break the heart of the father. In verse 35, they come back to the father and say, All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. So his father wept for him. When they had sold him, you know the story from the Sunday school. Somebody's looking at me and say, what, what was it that we were told? You remember they soaked that beautiful garment in blood brought to the father a bit of review for some of you who are becoming rusty. Praise the Lord. When they brought to the father, he was heartbroken. Father was a mentor to Joseph. He was one who had determined in his heart to see the son realize his dream. And this is what he said in verse 38. He says, I refuse to be comforted I refuse to accept that my son's dream has ended that way. That's why he refused to be comforted. In this church, there are mentors here. There are intercessors in this church. They have refused that Kenneth's dream will not end until he realizes it. There are people praying for you and for me with the desire to see us mature and realize the dream of God in our life. They have stood with us like Jacob stood with the sun and said, no, even if it means the grave, until I am there, then I will know it is done. But for as long as I'm still, I refuse to be comforted until the dream comes to be realized. Somebody is saying that about your life. Why do you want to give up? Somebody is determined to stand with you until God fulfills his purpose over your life. Why should it be you who gives up? And I can guarantee you God himself has purpose to see that that dream comes to be realized in your life. You cannot give up. You cannot run away. You cannot say it is over until God says it is over. I can only encourage you this, this afternoon that you have not seen what God has desired for your life yet. Whatever you have tested is just a little bit of it. He has just given you a glimpse of what he wants to do in your life. The healing you have received is just a test of what it is that God wants you to experience. You remember Jesus telling that woman, it is not meat for the uh, the, f- the bread of the children of the kingdom to be given to dogs. You remember that? Long time ago I used to be shaken when I used to hear that statement, read that statement. Would, how could the could the Lord use such strong words? But I want to tell you there are special things that are meant for the children of the kingdom. That God finds it difficult to give to other people out there. He holds on to them so dearly and says, until my children come to feed of this. And I'm saying those are the kind of dreams that we need to realize in our lives. You cannot run away and let other people benefit from it. Praise the Lord. Amen. Quickly in chapter 39, we may not read much of it. The mind is still, the dream, the promise for the dream is still there. I want you to get, take note of that. But we are focusing on the experiences that Joseph is going through before he comes to realize his dream. Because that is where we are. That's where some of us are now. And we need to know that it's not over until God says it is over. Praise the Lord. In chapter 39... Just take note of it. You'll go through it at your own time. But I'll read a few things. Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt. Potiphar, an Egyptian, who was one of Pharaoh's officials. The captain of the guard bought him from the Ishmaelites who had taken him there. Verse 2, the Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered, prospered, prospered. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Joseph would have stopped at that point in life and said, this is where God was talking about in the dream. At least I'm better than many people in Egypt. I stay in the house of a senior official. I have all that I want. He would have cut his dream at that point. But that was not the purpose of God for his life. Praise the Lord. I am sure Joseph was saying, ah, I would have died in that system. But now here I am. I've been made a boss of the other workers. So actually the devil would have drilled that, that mindset into him and said, you know, you are already the superior of the others. So you have already attained the position where I was, which I was showing you. You've already attained it. And that is the story that some of us are are singing in our lives. We have only tested a bit of what God wanted us to be, and we are celebrating as though we have already reached. Well, you are better than others, but that's not where God intends you to stop. Praise the Lord. There's still better things to go to, to realize in your life. As we read down there, God realizes this young man is becoming so comfortable in this position and he allows certain things to happen. There's This lady, the wife of Potiphar, who begins to entice this young man, trying to distract him from the destiny that God has prepared for him. Just the same way your job seems to be drawing you away from your destiny. I dare say, just the way education is trying to draw you away from your destiny. is a story I heard about a Kenyan. By the way, those of you who don't know, I'm a Kenyan, so I talk about Kenyans, so that I'm not accused of being biased of any other nationality. There is a craze in Kenya. People just want to go to college and have education. There are no jobs, but we are just going in. Masters, doctorate, whatever and whatever. It's good. I encourage those of you that God has given that opportunity, go for it. But let that not be an end in itself. Praise the Lord. Because most people get these qualifications and then they seem to be lost in life. They begin to blame the system. But were you pursuing what God had really told you to do, to pursue? That's the question. Were you convinced this is where God wants you to go? Then there is also another craze among people in Kenya. They call them plots, plots. Everywhere you are sitting, a Kenyan who has bought some piece of land, I have a plot in this place. I also got another plot in this place. And there are so many plots, 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 plots all over. <laughs> Until those plots are plotted against them to acquire it. <laughs> It's good to acquire these things, brethren, but let us remain sober in our mind what is God's purpose in my life where does God want me to be at this time where is God directing me from this point this young man would have stayed there and said I am the boss and that is it but God said no I have got better plans for you that's why your plot is giving you problems that's why somebody is encroaching on that plot (laughs) praise the Lord so that your focus may shift, may turn to the, the right things. And then these other things will fall in place. This woman creates up a story for Joseph, and then Joseph ends up in jail. I'm sure he said, "Ah, I don't think that dream, maybe it was just a dream. It was just a dream. It was just a dream. He, he, he tried to convince himself it wasn't something that God was speaking. It was just a dream. I just dreamed. That's it. Because I'm here now. I was about to die. I thought God had saved me. He took me to Potiphar's house. I was comfortable. Now again, I've been thrown into jail. So I don't think this thing is going to work. But God's hand was still upon that man. Say, God's hand is upon me. God's hand is upon me. He still believes in you realizing that dream. Praise the Lord. He is determined to see you reach the destiny he has prepared for you. But that will be in his time. Hallelujah. It will be in God's time. Because there is a possibility also for you to struggle to reach there before it is time. And that's the temptation most of us have. You remember Abraham? Ah. This before, which Sunday school did you go to? <laughs> I'm not saying first, Abraham. <laughs> Abraham was given a promise that he will be the father of nations. And the man went, went, went. It, it reached a time. He started questioning, when? When? I'm now going to 90s. When is it going to happen? And then he had a very wise counselor who was staying in his house. <laughs> it's possible, it is possible to reach a point like Joseph reached in J and begin to question whether really God meant what he meant. But if he speaks his word, it cannot return to him void it must accomplish what he has said. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. After some time, we know quickly, Joseph again, there's an instant where he has to interpret some dreams there. I don't know whether he learned from the, father, the the brothers, but he interpreted the dreams at that time. And he told these people what was going to happen to them. Quickly, we realized that one of them was restored he was the butler to the Pharaoh. Praise the Lord. You can see how God is working things. I don't think Joseph had any idea that this was going to work for him until he realizes his dream. But God is using every opportunity through which good and bad in Joseph's life to bring to realization of the dream that he gave him very many years ago. The butler goes and he forgets. How much have people abused your support for them? Sometimes you help people in very difficult times and you see them prosper. At that time, you're expecting some support and they don't seem to remember you. Has it ever happened to you? And you wish you had the ability to rewind the time with the knowledge of what is happening now. You rewind and say, I'll not help you because I know when we reach there, you'll. A time traveler, say? (laughs) <laughs> Praise the Lord. Suddenly again God realizes, God now sees, looks at his calendar and he sees things are now reaching the time, his own time. And then he realizes it's time now to bring my son out of the jail and enthrone him and make him the king, making the prime minister of Egypt. So he causes the Pharaoh to dream dream. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, this is a man who is used to seeing good things. The good of the land. But in the dream, he sees a macheted cows. And he's wondering, these ones, can they be associated with the Pharaoh of Egypt? But that's how God wants to move. And we see quickly how God uses that dream. Joseph comes to interpret the dream, and then a statement was uttered that uh, I really love. In chapter 40, uh, 41, 39. 30, yeah, 30, okay, we can start from 38. The Bible says, So Pharaoh asked them, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Somebody somewhere is about to ask that question about you. Can we find a man like this one, in in whom God's Spirit dwells? Can we find a man like this? Because your time has come. Your time has come for your dreams to be realized in your life. Amen. Because God has determined that my son has now matured enough. Every experience that Joseph had through the prison, through this false accusation, is because every leader. You know, sometimes you think that God does not know these things. If I tell the Indian brothers here, how is Modi? of what they will tell me is negative. If I ask the Nigerians, how is Buhari? Ah, that man, he told us very many things. Now he's leaving people to be killed. If they ask Kenyans, how is your president Kenyatta? Ah, that man is just, he's pretending to be fighting corruption, but he's We only dwell on the negatives. Joseph was going to be in the same position where people would easily accuse him as a leader, so he had to go through Potiphar's house to learn how the pain of being falsely accused. Praise the Lord. Amen. Joseph was going to be in a position where he can put people into prison. He had to experience it because it's easy to help you throw that one in prison. You don't know what they are going to experience there. God had to take him through there to experience it himself. A leader must be a measured person you don't act because you have the authority and the power to act but you must feel the pulse of your people and so it was no mistake that he was landing those places praise the Lord can we find such one as this man when are they going to say that about you quickly about Joseph he remained faithful all through he remained focused That one thing he did not want to lose is to disobey God. He wanted to know that he was right with God at all times. That's one secret that you can keep. It's for free. We give it for free. Praise the Lord. Very easy. No charges, but it guarantees you your goal and your dream. Remain faithful to God. Be faithful to God. And sure enough, he will be faithful to you. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Many are the things that are distracting some of us. Money, recognition, and all those things. But don't forget what God has spoken to you. It may be many years ago, or it may be recently. God is preparing, something into for you. He is preparing you for something great in your life. Don't lose focus of it. Be faithful to God and prayerfully wait until it comes to pass. Because sure enough, in his time, he'll make it come to pass. Praise the Lord. Gideon, Judges 6. At this point... Judges chapter 6, verse 1, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Because the power of Midian was so oppressive, the Israelites prepared shelters for themselves in mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. Whenever the Israelites planted their crops, the Midianites, Amalekites, and other Eastern peoples invaded the country. They camped on the land and ruined the crops all the way to Gaza and did not spare a living thing for Israel, neither sheep nor cattle nor donkeys. They came up with their livestock and their tents or their camels. They invaded the land to ravage it, Midian so impoverished the Israelites that they cried out to the Lord for help. Now remember, the Israelites are chosen people. God has promised them to to take them to a land that is full of milk and honey. Praise the Lord. So here they are, having just tried to settle down to make life easy as they wait for the milk and honey. And then there's this other tribe are just messing them up. They wait. It's as if they send scouts. Have they now grown? Yes. How is the stage of the crops? Yes. It's somewhere maturing. And at that time, they'll just invade the land. When they're just about to harvest, when you're just about to realize your dream, the enemy strikes. So that you're always just about, always just about, And that's the life you've been living. Every time trying to work towards something, when you're just about to realize it, disaster strikes. Disaster strikes. So your dream is wasted. You have to start afresh again. And probably this is your fifth or sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, the 20th attempt you're making in various areas of your life. To see something come forth, something you strongly feel God has been impressing in your life, that this is what belongs to you. But this is the 20th time or the 17th time you're trying and the moment you're just about to get it, everything comes down crumbling. That's the situation these people were in. The Bible says, God was determined to see that these people, the Israelites, realize their dream. Praise the Lord. So let's see what what happens. After they had cried to the Lord, verse 8, he sent them a prophet who said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I brought you up out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. I rescued you from the hand of Egyptians, and I delivered you from the hand of all your oppressors. I drove them out before you and gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not worship the gods of Amorites in whose land you live, but you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord, verse 11, the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash the Abizarite, where his son Gideon was, was threshing wheat. In a wine press to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Now, God is telling Gideon, mighty warrior, and they have been losing everything. In fact, when he's telling Gideon, mighty warrior, Gideon is hiding somewhere, threshing the wheat in, in, in circulation. He doesn't want the Midianites to see, but he's calling him mighty. He's saying you are a mighty warrior in his sight. God is saying you are a mighty warrior. Despite the fact that you have lost everything, despite the fact that you have been discouraged so many times in your attempts, God is still saying, oh, thou victorious warrior of God. You will be victorious. You will be victorious. Because God himself is determined to see you victorious in this situation. I don't know what you're going through. But I believe if you're experiencing a difficult time in your life, that which you have set out to achieve seems to be moving further away, drifting far away from you with each passing week. God is saying, don't give up. I am standing by you to see that you shall get it back. Praise the Lord. We see that God speaks to this man, he is so much beaten that he has lost trust in anything to do with God's promises. And that's why he's reminded: if God was really for us, why should we be losing all these things? Probably those are the questions you are asking yourself. If God really loved me, why am I not getting this? If God really cared about me, why, why is this happening to me? Those are the kind of questions that the devil is going to throw into your mind so that you begin to develop hatred and bitterness towards God. And that is the surest way of losing, uh, I mean, failing to realize your dream in life. Praise the Lord. But we are saying, be faithful to God, even when you are passing through the valley, even when the rains are falling, even when the sunshine is, is so hot, remain faithful to God through the valleys, through the uh, over the hills, everywhere, God is still in control of circumstances. And he will manipulate everything. He will orchestrate everything around you to work for your good. All things work for good for they that love God. Praise the Lord. That is what his word says. It doesn't matter whether it is a discouraging moment in your life. God can use that as an opportunity of Pushing you further or accelerating you to the position he had identified for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. It doesn't matter what people have said, maybe everybody has gone and tried and he has failed, but God is determined to see that this is the bread of the children of the kingdom. They must realize it. Amen. So it will be for you. Praise the Lord. Amen. As we come to a conclusion, I want just to remind us that God requires certain things to be done for him to effect his plan in our lives. In Colossians 3, 2, he talks of putting certain things to death in our lives so that the spirit of God may have the, the free, the highway in our lives to effect those dreams, to bring them to pass in our lives. If you look at the life of Gideon, if you look at the life of Gideon, Gideon realized There were certain things that were around him that would begin to fight against God's dream for his life. And so the first thing he did was to destroy the Asherah poles, all the false gods that were around him. Now, today, people are very careful. And they say they are civilized. They don't realize that we are still worshiping some funny gods. Okay. People have modified false worship from that ancient type where you are bowing before a wooden idol, but there are now some idols that are not seen, but we bow before them every time. And that is where we need to, te- to deal with in our lives. Somebody has been talking about what, this, the WhatsApp. They never talk of what's down. <laughs> Some of us are so faithful to visit WhatsApp, and yet WhatsApp is taking us what's down in our spiritual life. You wake up the first thing. You want to see how many messages are there. And before you know it, you have responded to 1,001 messages without looking at the scripture. You want to know how so. Why, why is it your problem to know how people are doing in this world? I am not being a bad person. <laughs> Why is it your business that you wake up in the morning you want to know how Kenneth is doing how person on the WhatsApp? What's your business? Leave that to God. Go on your knees and tell God, go take care of Kenneth wherever he is. I don't want to look at WhatsApp." Praise the Lord. It's a simple thing, but it can become a God in our lives. So I don't want to mention many things. You know them yourselves. I know the Spirit of God is speaking to you as we speak this hour, that there are things in our lives we must act the same way Gideon did for God to begin to roll his program into our lives. Destroy them. Begin to align your life with that of God. Begin... To, to stand in the right path that God expects of you, and you will see God begin to roll his plan in your life at a speed that you'll never be able to cope up with. Praise the Lord. Shall we stand up?
2: Praise God. I want to think I want you to think of the title of today's message. It's what's the title? In, in, whose in whose time? In his time. So very often it's become in my time. God, I want it in my time. But we clearly know. We heard it today. Joseph. It all worked in his time. Gideon. It all worked in his time. That's God's time. So we need to learn to surrender to the hands of God. Church, I want us to just talk to God right now. Turn to him and say, thank you. Thank you, God, for telling me that it's your time. That matters. It's your time that matters. It's your word that matters. It's what you say to me that matters. Psalms 33, verses 8 to 11, says this Let all the earth fear the Lord, let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke, and it was done. He commanded, and it stood fast. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He makes the plans of people of no effect. The counsel of the Lord stands forever. The plans of his heart to all generations. The word of God clearly tells us that it doesn't matter what your neighbor tells you. You have been declared, men, you have been declared as excellent. Do you believe it? Women, you have been declared as excellent. Do you believe it? Children, you have been declared as excellent. Do you believe it? If you believe it, Remember that it's God Who will bring it to pass Nobody can tell you that you're no good Not your neighbor Not your family Not your boss They can't tell you that Because God has said it And in his time He will bring that dream to come to pass What is that dream? What is the prophetic word that God has given you? In his time, it will come to pass. What do we need to do? Hold fast. Hold fast. Don't lose faith. Just hold fast. Talk to God and tell him, God, thank you for that promise which you gave me. Maybe yesterday, maybe last year, maybe 10 years back. But thank you for that promise because I know my future is in your hands. And when you have said it, you will do it. Thank you, Lord. I just trust you. I trust you. That your words are firm. Your words are forever. Your words will come to pass. And you have declared, Lord, that I am an excellent person. And that's what I am. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God, that today you have raised my head that I don't have to stand bowing down because you have said it, that I am excellent. And Father God, in your time, Lord, bring every dream that you have, every prophecy that you have made to me, Lord, bring it to pass. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for reaffirming to us this day, Lord, Father, that we just need to focus on you, Lord, That we just need to put our hands in your hands and hold on to you. Because it's your time that matters, Lord. You know the times and the seasons. And you know what's best for me today and what's best for me tomorrow. Father, bring it to pass. Father God, give me that spirit of patience, of perseverance, of just trusting you. Let me not run ahead, Lord Father. Let me not be impatient. Let me not make my own plans, but let me just trust in your plans, Lord. Father, we thank you for this time. Thank you, Father, for the word which you have brought across to us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that we will apply it in our lives. Thank you, Father, for your servant whom you have used this day. Pray, Lord, that you will continue to minister unto him, anoint him the more, Lord, Father. That he will bring us greater truths from your word. Father God, we ask that you bless him and his family, Lord, Father, and make them a blessing in this place, Lord. Father, be with every one of us as we depart from this place, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that as we go out, we will recognize that in your time, every one of us will be established, Lord. We thank you, we give glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen.